Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Dry January. Stopping drinking for the duration of January. Now, on the surface, this sounds like a fantastic idea. Gives our body a bit of time to heal, a bit of time to reset, and then we could maybe go back to drinking after January, right? Well, this all sounds like a great idea. And for a percentage of the population, it is a good idea. Because doing something like a dry January can be a catalyst for somebody to make a permanent change in their life. Maybe up until trying a dry January, they've never even considered removing alcohol from their life. They remove it, things are much better, and all is well and good. But that would never have happened to me. So today in this video, I'm going to share a different perspective on dry January. I'm going to share a little bit more of a sinister thing that could happen to you if you try it. But most importantly, I'm going to tell you how you can make dry January the catalyst to making a permanent change in your life where you don't miss alcohol and you don't even want to drink the stuff. Because I don't want to drink. I have no desire to drink alcohol. I can go to bars, go to restaurants, be around it all the time. Yet, it's never an issue. So today, we're going to unpack dry January because I want you, by the end of this video, to feel like, yeah, do you know what? I understand the problem with dry January, but most importantly, if I choose to commit to dry January, I know what to do differently because most people do it wrong. And we'll unpack that in the video. So firstly, guys, let me unpack exactly what would have happened to me if I was doing dry January. So let's say, for example, it's December. I've hit it really hard during Christmas. I've done nothing but drink alcohol. I drank on New Year's. I wake up January the 1st and maybe I see an advertisement for dry January or I see some YouTube video or something. I think, yeah, do you know what? I'll give it a shot because I've had a rough Christmas. I'm not feeling very good. Let's stop for January. So what would have then happened to me is I might have gone a few days without drinking and then felt a bit better, you know, kind of detox. Because usually for me personally, the first few days were always pretty easy. But then what would happen on around day four or five is it would hit me. I'd be like, oh, do you know what? I'd, I'm feeling better now. You know, I'm, I'm, my stomach feels better. My energy feels better. I'm sleeping better again. And the reasons why I wanted to do January, all the motivation, which was the pain I was in because of December, have now disappeared. And now I would start thinking about drinking. I'd start thinking like, oh, do you know what? Maybe I don't need to do dry, dry January. Maybe I've got what I wanted out of dry January so I can start drinking again. But then maybe I resisted that. Maybe I just said, ah, do you know what? I'll go to the end of the week. I'll just get seven days. And maybe I did that. But this whole time, I'm starting to think about drinking more and more and more and more and more. I, I, by this point, I would be borderline obsessed. I'd just be thinking about it all the time and then always thinking about, okay, I'll just wait till then and then I can have a drink and then I can have a drink. Or maybe I'll just go two weeks and then I can have a drink. And what would happen is I would build it up in my head more and more and more and more and more until I cracked. Now, would I have gone the whole of January? Very, very unlikely. I probably would have cracked at about day seven, maybe day 14, who knows? It just depends how much pain I was in during the Christmas period. But then what would have happened is, you know, 14 days in, alcohol is so high on a pedestal for me at this point that I would have had a massive blowout. I would have ended up drinking more. I'd have probably just gone on a blackout binge. It would have just been a complete madness. And the dry January would have basically just made me want to drink more. Now, I know that's not the case for everybody. And I'm not saying that that's the case for you. I know for plenty of people, they do dry January and it changes their life forever. But listen, for me, that would never have ever happened. And it's why I never recommend anybody does any kind of stop drinking challenge for 30 days or something like that. Because again, some people can do it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like talk about every single person in the world. There are people out there that could do a 30 day thing, a dry January, a stop October, whatever it's called, and they'll be fine right? And it will help them. For me, this would never have ever helped. It would have made things worse. And I know 
for a hell of a lot of people, they're in the same boat as me. In fact, if I'm truly honest, I think the vast, vast majority of people are in the same boat as me. And I think it's a tiny percentage of people Maybe I, I couldn't give you an exact figure, but it's a tiny percent of people that actually benefit from things like this. And that might be a little bit controversial, but that's through my experience. And that is also through speaking with thousands of people who have a drinking problem that want help solving it. And they've told me I've tried things like dry January, but it didn't work. It just it did nothing. I just started drinking again, if not more. And I've heard that countless times. Now, why does this happen? Well, the problem is that if we do 30-day thing, stop whatever, stop October, uh, dry January. Now, the problem is, is all of these challenges or whatever you want to call them are willpower based. And what I mean by this is that when the going gets tough, the tough get going. We just fight through the cravings. We thrive, fight through the thoughts. We get through it and, and we keep going. And that's what I mean by willpower. And the problem with using willpower is that, yeah, do you know what? We might be able to stop for that whole month, but we never address the root cause of the issue, which is how we see alcohol. So by the time we get to the end of the month, we don't say, this was awesome, I'm going to continue. It's like, thank God, I can finally have a drink. So what ends up happening is we can spend an entire month obsessing about alcohol, seeing people drinking, feeling like we're missing out. And then by the end of it, it's game over. So what exactly should you do differently? If you're one of the people that think that they'll benefit from doing a dry January, I'm not saying don't try it. Give it a shot. If you've never stopped for a prolonged period of time before, maybe that's it. You just do that. You never drink again. Great. However, my personal recommendation is not to stop drinking for a set period of time ever. Because what you're basically saying to yourself is, I'll drink later on. So again, the obsession just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Then by the time it's time to drink, boom, blowout. What I would do differently is I would address the root cause of the problem, which was the way that I viewed alcohol. Because if you're able to address the way that you view alcohol, if you stop seeing it as something that would be nice to drink after 30 days, and instead you make a decision, a logical decision to not drink the stuff, where you don't use willpower because you've changed your perception, you see alcohol as ethanol, you don't buy into the marketing and the illusion of it being a good thing, provided that you're able to do that, then dry January is the start of things. But then rather than doing what everybody else does, which is, you know, blowing out on February the 1st, you continue because now it becomes a choice for you to not drink rather than you spending a month resisting alcohol. And the way that you change your perception is by using first principles thinking. It's by building a new paradigm where you see alcohol differently to everybody else. You don't buy into the, 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 the status quo, what everybody else is doing. No, you build a worldview up where you see alcohol for what it truly is. Because all it is, is ethanol, an addictive poison that does nothing for you. So if you see it that way, you don't need to resist alcohol. You don't need to use willpower. You don't need to commit for 30 days to reset things. No, you get to the root cause of the problem. You address that and you get on with your life. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking Podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.